Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Okay, well, this is where I'm, I'm going to fuck things up a little bit. And I get in trouble <laughs> with, with the old school podcasters when I do this because, in my personal opinion, podcasting has evolved to where we don't necessarily have a differentiation between YouTube or a podcast. Oh, I or fucking love that. Even TikTok. I mean, TikTok, you could go up to 10 minutes. You could have your podcast on TikTok. Podcast is just the term now. Now, traditionally speaking, a podcast was defined <laughs> as a digital audio file that's distributed using an RSS feed. Okay, that's old school shit. And granted, they still use it and it still works, but that's an old school mindset. So this is year three of doing growth mode. And I think one of our biggest things that we've really struggled with is trying to figure out specifically one, the key talking points, who is dialing in and listening to the show. And I'm I, personally, I'm loving season three where we're bringing in the guest and talking specifically and allowing them to teach us things. But trying to produce and put growth mode together has not been easy to really make this work. Uh, and to top it all off, it was my first podcast ever. So right. I... I have been completely worthless for that just because I, I didn't know, the, you know, I didn't exactly know what should be, we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. You know, I, I didn't even know what questions to ask. I was literally like, all right, I'll show up and talk <laughs> for, for the first year. Um, so it was, you know, it was a big learning curve for me. So, you know, and fortunately we had you who had a, a big successful show previously, but you know, for, new people who are just like, Ooh, I want a podcast. I can't imagine just jumping in and, and, and doing that without having any type of resource or knowing what, uh, what even questions to start asking. Well, I think a lot of people do, you know, do podcasting from a hail Mary pass. It's like they, they, they launch a podcast, write a book, do a YouTube channel, whatever. Cause they think that's going to send them to the stratosphere. And all of a sudden they're going to be like this freaking infamous whatever influencer making millions of dollars. Oh, look, uh, I'm Joe Rogan. Right. No, right. no, you're not. And you know, it's, it's stupid, simple to launch a show nowadays. I mean, you can do it with just your damn phone. You don't need anything else. So, uh, I, I think, you know, some of our saving grace is, you know, I'd done 
a couple of podcasts before launching this one. But I will say it's been fun watching you find your voice uh, along this ride. You've really uh, stepped up uh, learning how to teach and tell more about. Now, honestly, I think a couple of the episodes you carried us just because of your ability to break things down in more of a step-by-step where I tend to speak in more generality. So um, that's been cool. The the overall direction sometimes I think we've struggled with, you know, what kind of content do we put out there? And I think finally getting to season three, we're getting that really dialed into what we're trying to do with the show. Well, and I think, you know, part of that is – both of us, and this isn't just a you thing. Normally, this is just a you thing. But uh, both of us, I think we get bored if we don't change up the content Yeah, on a regular time. And it becomes just a motion. And then that really reflects in what we're putting out. So for us, we've made changes pretty much every season. We've adjusted how we do the show. And I think that's been really key in helping us stay engaged and keep putting out really good content and putting out things that we're actually – uh, proud to have out on the airways and have people listening to. Yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, we've also struggled with getting, you know, our championship team together for this thing. I mean, how many people have we gone through <laughs> you know, putting, producing this show? Uh, and uh, right now we're in a good stride, but we've gone through probably, what, five, six copywriters trying to do the blog post and content. Uh, we've gone through three video people i think producing video on this we've gone through at least uh, that doing the uh the actual podcast production yeah piece. yeah we've gone through a handful of vas doing different functions um but you know we've got brian doing a lot of uploading on captivate you got chad now dialed in on the video editing uh you got uh prodigy doing all the uh, blog posts now and a lot of the shorts and reels and the content, you know, uh, so what people don't see is there's a lot of people on the backside of podcasts like ours that, that are doing a lot of different things. And, you know, we've had to learn to get better at hiring the right people to do this stuff. And I think early on we were throwing a lot of band-aids of things at it and we keep learning that, you know, you get what you pay for, you know, when it comes to podcasts. Definitely. Well, and I, I don't think people, when they launch out as a podcaster and they say, oh, I'm going to have a podcast, they understand all the stuff that happens. I, I think a lot of people think when you do a podcast, they, they're either in one of two extremes. They think you literally just go on and you record something and you upload it and you, oh, look, you have a podcast. Or they think you're the other extreme where it's this fully produced segmented show like they hear on the radio or see on a, a TV news show. And so I don't think people really understand exactly what a podcast is and how all the moving parts that go into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, kind of going back to anybody can start a podcast. They don't have a point. They don't, they, they just want them to this show to make them famous. So they, they are just going to go out and start producing things. And, and, you know, that's, you know, and we'll talk about it here a little bit when we talk to Larry that, you know, there's over 2 million podcasts in the marketplace, but only 400,000 of them are actually producing because 
you know, it's a lot of damn work doing these, coming up with the content, coming up with guests, coming up with, you know, the edits, the thought process, the questions, you know, Kevin and I are doing a lot of research on the guests now prior to them coming in. So we know what do we want, need to ask them. We know what we're trying to achieve in each one of these interviews. And that takes time. So, you know, we basically have two meetings a week just about the podcast to get it all, you know, put together. So it's, it's a lot of work, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying season three and I'm enjoying, you know, talking to all the guests. And I think, uh, it shows with our download numbers and the likes, you know, continuing to increase with all the subscribers. Uh, that's why I'm excited for today's guest talking to Larry, dude, Larry Roberts, man, the dude in the red hat, he's, he's got it. And, and I love his energy and I love, uh how he comes at podcasting and i and i think he's he's definitely one of the guys that is on the pulse of the podcasting industry i think uh he's probably the, the most notorious at this point when you think about podcasting from a business perspective not listening so much i know i know he's got his shows but a lot of people are listening to him about his aspects and what he thinks about podcasting so i think you guys are going to really enjoy this conversation with larry Success Champion Networking has been by far the coolest project we've ever built. You know, bringing together like-minded, badass CEOs and business owners that are rapidly growing and scaling your business. When you do networking the right way, you can't help but, you know, open doors for others, help others build their businesses, and they help you build yours. You know, it's time that networking got an upgrade. And with Success Champions Networking, we've literally changed and solved the problem of what most people hate about networking. You know, no multi-level marketing, you know, no scams. You know, you've got to be a legit badass to be a part of these groups. So if you're looking to up your game, grow your business, scale and go bigger, come hang out at successchampionnetworking.com. Podcasting completely saved my business. Uh, for anybody who's heard my story, heard me talk about it, uh, I almost lost the farm and everything until I found podcasting. And the reason I say podcasting saved my business, man, is I got the pleasure of interviewing some of the biggest names in the world. And I couldn't have a shit show of a process and getting the luxury of interviewing some of these people. So it taught me operations. It taught me outsourcing and hiring it taught me about a lot about the sales process when it's your own company, reaching out to all these people and getting them on your show and stuff. And because of that, everything I learned around podcasting, I would then able to apply and use in my business. So since I've been running Success Champions, partnering up with Kevin, podcasting has been a full part of everything we do. And I love hanging out with guys that are just freaking 10 times more intelligent on this shit than I am. And so I'm stoked to bring Larry in today. You guys don't know the dude in the red hat. He's got one of the most iconic brands in freaking podcasting. Everywhere you go, the crowds, everything, just find the dude in the red hat and you're guaranteed you're going to run into Larry Roberts. But this dude is probably the top expert on podcasting in the space right now. He's speaking on every podcast stage there is and is just unleashing hell uh, on podcasting from everything from chat GPT to uh, just why you should be more in a podcast game. So, Larry, I'm going to throw it over to you, my friend. But but two seconds. Why the Sam hell in this day and age with over two million podcasts in a marketplace? Should anybody still get in the game? 
Yeah, because the opportunity to get there is better than ever, honestly. You know, they say there's $2 million in the game, but there's really not. No. You, you start narrowing that down. And and while the number, I think the last time I looked, and it's been a couple of months since I actually looked at the actual numbers, but it's like $2.4 million. But just less than 18.5% of those are active. So although there's two and a half million that are sitting out there and depending on where you look, some are even saying there's 4 million sitting out there because we had a massive, massive surge during, you know, COVID. Of course, we had a shit ton of COVID creators that came out of the woodworks and most of those have died off. You know, when people jump in the game and they realize that I just did 2.4 million just for the shits and giggles. That's yeah. only uh, just over 400,000 podcasts. Yeah. 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 So really, there's not a shit ton of them out there. And the vast majority of them that are out there, they're either not consistent, they're poorly produced, they're misdirected, they don't have a strategy in place for what they're doing with their podcast. So if you've got a business and you're looking to reach your audience, you're looking to establish a relationship with that audience that's deeper and more meaningful than any other platform out there, then a podcast is still the way to go. So why podcast versus YouTube and everything else, do we get such a more intimate relationship with our listeners? Okay. Well, this is where I'm, I'm going to fuck things up a little bit. And I get in trouble <laughs> with, with the old school podcasters when I do this, because in my personal opinion, podcasting has evolved to where we don't necessarily have a differentiation between YouTube or a podcast. Oh, I or fucking love that. Even TikTok. I mean, TikTok, you can go up to 10 minutes. You can have your podcast on TikTok. Podcast is just the term now. Now, traditionally speaking, a podcast was defined <laughs> as a digital audio file that's distributed using an RSS feed. Okay, that's old school shit. And granted, they still use it and it still works, but that's an old school mindset. You know, if somebody's watching my videos on YouTube and they go, hey, I was listening to Larry's podcast, but they're referring to my YouTube channel. Guess what that YouTube channel is? It's a podcast. Right. So we as creators need to understand that consumers don't give a shit what we label it. It's still a podcast. So we need to take advantage of that opportunity across the board. And it doesn't matter where you're doing it. But a lot of people, they jump into this game. And the reason we're seeing 2 million, but really there's only about 400,000 is people don't become overnight successes. And it's interesting. I had a client that I launched last April. His name's Matt O'Neill. He, uh, he runs the Good Moods Show. And dude, he is, and yeah, I just gave him a plug. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry but but he, he, if you want to see how to do a podcast, check his shit out because he does everything right. He had a strategy. He has goals in mind. He leverages everything in an opportunity to grow the show. He invests time. He invests energy. He invests, here's the big one, money. He literally runs his podcast as a business because it is. If you've got goals for the show, if you've got goals for the podcast, you have to structure it like you'd structure your business. You want it to grow, you got to invest. And there's only three ways to grow a show. It's time, it's luck, it's money, or it's a combination of all three. So that's where we're coming from. And that's why we see those numbers drop so dramatically, especially as we come out of this COVID creator environment that we've been in for the last couple of years. Yeah, I think that video piece is really key. I, I hang out in a bunch of different podcast groups on Facebook and people, it, it's still a, at least a once or twice a week question uh, from new podcasters, should I do video? And it's amazing to me how many people actually answer the question with the answer, no. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but I'm like, YouTube's the largest podcast distributor. 
right now. <laughs> and and, that, and I, I'll drop that little knowledge in there and people are like, what? But they're, they're all video. I'm like, well, yeah, but everyone has their podcast on YouTube and more people are going there and listening to it than Spotify. So, well, I, I think a lot of people are are like the idea. Maybe they're introverted in nature, or whatever else, that they don't have to show up on camera. Sure. Like yes. in, in this day and age, everything's fucking camera. I mean, if you're not in front of it telling your story or teaching, somebody else is going to be telling your story and teaching. So you might as well, you know, leverage that as, as much well, as possible. You know, you know, YouTube has recognized this as well. They have YouTube.com/slash/podcasts, so they have a dedicated YouTube URL specifically for podcasts, and they're starting to cater more heavily towards podcasts they announced this last year uh it was right before podcast movement there was an industry summit that was a day before p.m uh that i managed to sneak my way into and youtube was in there speaking on it and they're dedicating a ton of resources to podcasting because Mm -hmm. they see the potential there now if the largest video channel or, or, or website in the world is is looking at podcasts and knowing that there's something to that that adds benefit there if they're investing in it we should be investing in it too well, and yeah. one thing I like about that, and I'll come right back to you, Kevin, is to make be successful in a podcast is actually easier than being successful in a traditional YouTube channel. Because, and the reason I say that is you've super got to produce a YouTube video show and really produce the shit out of it. You can kind of get away with stuff when it's only audio and you're only pushing out audio, right? So you can get away right. with some shit. But if you're going to put video on there, you have to produce a fucking show, right? Uh, it has to be something. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, and I think the other big advantage YouTube has for new podcast uh, talent uh, is that people still go on YouTube and just and just surf. You know, you used to go on the Internet, and you'd surf and wherever your search engine took you uh, and whatever thing rabbit hole you went down is where you'd be. And you just you'd, you'd spend time that way. People still do that on YouTube. They still go on. They search for stuff and then they look at the videos or recommended videos on the right. And they start, you know, looking at new stuff. And I I found really cool content that way. People, I don't think, do that really on podcast apps. You know, you don't really. They say they do, but do they? (laughs) Because I I know I don't. I I, I don't sit there and just go thumb through, you know, podcast players and go, oh, that looks like a cool cover art. I'm going to play that. Now, I'll put in a keyword and do that a little bit. But I'm looking at, you know, the the thumbnails. I'm looking at the potential titles and content. You know, I'll do that. But I'm not just randomly flipping through, hoping something sounds cool. Oh, I'll listen to that today. It's mine's least more purpose driven. Yeah, yeah, the only the only time I ever do that on a podcast app is when I'm looking for the Force Podcast review for Donnie. For our <laughs> so Monday every Monday so. inside of SCN Online, we do this thing called Badass Live, where Kevin and I run like a morning talk show for all the members of Success Champions Networking. And so there's a whole bunch of mini segments. One of the segments is Force Podcast reviews. Uh, Kevin goes and finds some sort of operational, boring ass statistics process, process sales, stuff. marketing. Right. I go find him some woo woo mindset, you know, kumbaya, something or other. And we force each other to go listen to these podcasts and then come back and talk about them and review them. It's actually a pretty funny segment, but uh, horrible podcast sometimes that we feel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can commit to that schedule. (laughs) You know, because it's interesting. I don't even listen to podcasts. I, I, I don't listen. I watch. You know, every podcast that I consume, I always consume it with video. 
you know, uh, occasionally I'll go over to Spotify and, but only a reason I go over there is for a little JRE from time to time. But even if I'm watching Joe Rogan, I'm still well watching Joe Rogan. I don't just listen to it. Um, when I'm sitting at my desk, I consume video podcasts and typically the way I like to do it is I'll be producing or doing something, whatever it may be. And I'll have the podcast playing on a different tab. And then if they get excited or they start laughing, because I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, I'll tab over to see what the hell's going on. Cause I want to, I want a visual representation of what I'm hearing. I want to feel like I'm part of what's going on. And that's why for me personally, uh, audio podcasts, they just, they just really don't, don't work for me. Oh, man, that's so interesting because I go to podcasts to learn. I don't go to be entertained. So, um, I listen to a podcast every morning on my 45 minute walk, but I'm learning from people that are freely giving out some cool knowledge. You know, you go listen to yeah. like an Alex Hermosi or you go listen to a couple of the other ones, uh, Tom Bill, you or something that are yeah. teaching different business topics. Um, I'll go listen to them specifically to, because I'll be focused on a topic and you know, I got a, a adult with ADHD. If you put a video up over here, there ain't no fucking way in hell I'm working because I won't be able to peel my eyes off the fucking video. So well, back when I was in corporate, it used to get me in trouble all the time because the manager or the VP would walk up and go, dude, what are you doing? Why do you have headphones on? I'm like, well, and I worship at the church of Hormozy. I mean, I love listening to Alex. I mean, his content is next level. Alex and Wes Watson and uh, Tim Billyu and all these cats. I, I watch their podcasts as well. But it's always on video. Yeah, but Tom Bill is a goofy looking bastard, man. So <laughs> that's, that's so am I. So I can resonate with up. it. You know? <laughs> so it, so Donnie, you said something that I, I want I'm gonna challenge. You said you 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 don't go to podcasts to get entertained, you go to learn, but I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I think you can learn and be entertained at the same time. Oh, I agree with that. That's that's well said. That's well said. Um, because I, I'm not going to learn if it's shitty, shitty content or it's a shitty host who can't put out content. And trust me, there's a lot of shitty content out there. Can't tell you how many times I've tried to find other podcasts to listen to. I'm like, oh, you're killing me. <laughs> yeah, you know? it, it could be rough. It could be rough. And that's one of the getting choked up that's one of the reasons <laughs> this like, is a very so, emotional show <laughs> so passionate about podcasts man and now i forgot what i was gonna fucking say uh, oh you were talking about content and that's one of the reasons too that we see such a fall off in the content itself is so many people are coming out of the woodwork to create the content they don't take the time to learn how to create quality content you know, they just get on there and they bullshit with their friends or, or, or yeah. whatever it may be. Or they try to talk about a subject that, A, they have zero credibility established in. Or, B, they, they're they regurgitating Alex Formosi or they're yes. regurgitating Gary V or whatever it may be. And That's that doesn't worst. resonate with anybody. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay, I mean, because Gary Vee will come out with a piece of content, then just watch TikTok or, you know, Reels or anything for the next two days. And everybody else is just repeating what the fuck he said. It's, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah. Put out 80 pieces of the content next day. You need to put out 80 pieces of the content. Yep. <laughs> yeah. and, and then two months later, they're going, shit, I can't keep up with this 80 pieces right, of content. Right. And my stuff's not growing. Why am I doing this? It's not so, working. <laughs> I, I mean, I just landed a client yesterday. He came to me. He's doing literally 20 pieces of content a day. And, but if you look at his content, and no disrespect to the client, but if you look at his content, he gets zero engagement, yep. no likes, definitely no comments. He's getting zero traction because the content, although he's creating it, it has no value. 
Right. It, it, there's no value proposition attached to the content. And that's what so many people miss out on. And that's why so many of these fly-by-night marketers or fly-by-night experts that come out with a podcast, they get zero traction because they haven't taken the time to build their credibility. They haven't taken the time to actually implement a lot of the things that they're saying. They haven't proven the techniques and the tactics themselves. So they're really just talking out their ass. And people see through that shit. And they don't listen. So – I, I, I want to dive into the content piece because you were on a show a year ago talking specifically about if to get the big downloads, you need to be controversial. I so was on that you, show. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I said that. Oh, oh yep. shit. I'm getting, well, oh man, I'm getting called on the carpet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you were on with, 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 uh, Sia Yastern. Oh yeah. Sternet. Okay. Sia. Yeah. She's here in Dallas. Yeah. She's so, one of the locals. But that, that was the topic of the show. You know, do you need to be controversial, provocative to get big downloads? Do you have to have that divisive content? Do you need to be a Joe Rogan? Or, you know, and so we've been talking about how you have to have the right content. You know, what is the right content? Is it is it that type of, you know, over-the-top content, or is it not? You know, and, and you said this was a year ago, and it's interesting because I literally just spoke on ChatGPT a week and a half ago at PodFest. I spoke on Thursday and Friday to standing room only rooms. But if I gave that talk today, a week and a half later, it would be different because the content's already evolved. So having that discussion a year ago, content and content creation and what we need to do to create impelling or compelling, not impelling. I don't want to impale myself. <laughs> compelling content is we need to evolve with the times. So does controversy sell? Of course it does. If you want to be controversial, I mean, look, uh, some of the most controversial figures out there, Jordan Peterson, he's crushing it. I mean, he, he did a TikTok the other day that told you exactly how much money he's making with this content. The dude is freaking killing it. And he's one of the most controversial speakers in, in the world right now. So does controversy sell? Sure. But content evolves, content changes, and the desire for that type of content evolves and changes as well. And that's where it falls back on us to the, as the creators to simply be ourselves, simply be genuine. You can't fake it. You can't fake controversy. You can't fake shock jock content. You can't fake uh, being a multimillionaire if you have no idea what that even means. You've never experienced it. You have to be you. You know, I saw so much growth in the last probably 14 to 15 months once I donned the red hat because it was really just me, not the color or none of that bullshit. I mean, I was wearing a cap and and, and the stories, I'm not going to get into it, but I was wearing a branded hat and it happened to be red. And I came down off stage and a good friend of mine goes, dude, great talk, blah, blah, blah. But why are you giving that brand so much love? Mm. Ditch the brand and be yourself. So uh, the hat just happened to be red. He goes, I love the red color because you're a big guy. You stand out. That red hat's like a beacon, you know, in a sea of people. So keep it. So I went home. I ditched the branded hat. I grabbed a $6 red flat bill hat off of Amazon. And I started rocking that. And it changed my fucking life because it was just me. I wasn't representing anything other than me. And I love a flat billed hat. And I always wear it just slightly 15 degrees to the right. You can't it's help just me. it. You wear a hat wrong. I know. I, I some people. I, I I get it. I know. I, I you know. You guys got the nice little uh, curvature. I got a. I got the. I got the flat gig here. So, but it is what it is. But my point is, is that I'm me, and I started seeing so much more impact and so many more opportunities and so much more consumption of my content, albeit limited. Uh, once I was generally being me, and it's funny because I see too when I'm on podcast tours and I go on podcasts, I got to the point where I was speaking in sound bites. Yeah. 
So I, I wasn't really me. I was just repeating the same shit because that's what I thought people wanted to hear. So I would say this phrase, you ask me this question. Oh, I'm going to respond with this. You ask me that I'm going to respond with this and that's bullshit. And people see through that and it doesn't resonate with anybody because it's not genuine. So you have to be controversial. No, you just have to be you. Well, and I think it really matters on who your audience is and what you're trying to accomplish with your podcast as well. Sure. You know, if you look at who Jordan Peterson is targeting with his podcast, he needs to have that controversial piece to draw people in because he is very much in that, that political landscape right now. If you're not, if you're not controversial, you're not saying things that are pissing you off, pissing people off in that world, you're not going to have listeners, you know, and, you know, and with Joe Rogan, he is going for that more entertainment type piece. So you need to be a little bit more louder and outrageous. But if you are looking for a specific, specific target, specific type of listener, you need to understand exactly what they want. And you need yeah. to be giving them that content and making sure that you're filling their needs. Cause they're, they're the ones that are going to talk about you and say, Oh, did you, uh, I found this cool podcast. If you're not actually achieving your goal and helping people do what you're trying to do, it doesn't matter how loud and obnoxious you are. It's not going to work. hundred percent. And it goes back to having goals. What are your goals for the show? Why are you doing the show? You know, if you're just doing it, cause you like talking about dungeons and dragons for your Thursday night D and D group. Great. But balance those expectations. Understand that you're probably not going to get a massive audience to listen to your D&D campaigns. Or I'm sorry that I even know that, but I played in seventh grade. <laughs> Don, so, Donnie probably- is messaging you right now asking for that podcast link because he wants to so listen. No, no. If it, if it was that, uh, what's that damn uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, YouTube channel that's fucking awesome? A Critical Role. If it was Critical Role. I'd be in. Yeah. If you haven't seen them, fucking phenomenal. They actually are trained actors that play D&D. And okay, they go, okay. oh, wow, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, well, I, I still say that D&D is my favorite cartoon from the 80s. So that was, that was Saturday <laughs> I morning. Remember I remember that, show. I like that cartoon. It's fucking amazing. I, I, I want to go back to, Larry, you said about the, you know, the sound bites type of thing. And I think the reason a lot of people do sound bites when they're doing interviews is because they don't actually have original thought. They haven't mm-hmm. really thought about what do they stand for? What do they believe in? What are they, you know, challenging? You know, where are they willing to plant their flag and saying, this is where I am? And I'm not saying anybody needs to be stoic in nature and saying that they're only one way. But I think the controversy in content comes from standing in your beliefs and it can be about business, right? You know, simply saying things like, you know, referrals aren't that big of a deal. Introductions are way bigger, pisses off some people when we still throw that out there in the marketplace. And I'm okay with that because I truly believe it, you know, so it's, it's the ability to have your own original thought, your own original beliefs, which a lot of people don't have because they've just walked through life as a zombie of some sort and, Mm -hmm. and haven't really thought about what they thought about. Oh, I want to switch gears just real quick. This is completely selfish just for me because we're in the midst of it. Um, okay. Best places to advertise, like pay money to advertise a podcast right now. I mean, right right off the top, there you want to get into podcast apps. So yep. the apps that people use. So Podcast Junkie, Podcast Addict, CastBox, those three are pretty cat daddy. Podbean, Podbean does an amazing job as well. Um, and then it, depending on where you're at in your podcast career, if you were to qualify, getting with Libsyn and getting in the Libsyn marketplace is a great opportunity there as well. But Wait, Libsyn's still around? 
Yeah, Lipson's still around, dude. Yeah, man, uh, they still have the old green UI, like dinosaur age, fucking you know, back end. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to say anything too bad about it because a lot of them are friends, but but, but I'm not a fan. They they got Lipson five that okay, and but it's still green. It's still, <laughs> I mean, I, you still have the opportunity to log into the old portal, and I still use the old portal because it's more user friendly. They well, hey, I, I still bust Mark Askowitz's chops for uh freaking uh, his whole ui is pink so yeah. over at captivate yeah. FM, so, so i give him a hard time so larry dude this has been awesome and amazing my friend uh thanks cool. for, for hanging out with us uh any last thoughts on podcast in general anything you see coming up that people should be watching out for uh you know any foreshadowing yeah i mean at this stage and it's just a hot topic man but chad gpt and ai is going to transform the way that we do podcasts you know a lot of people are spending a lot of time they're spending a lot of money to produce a high quality podcast and with this new ai technology that we now have access to that time can be cut down to nearly nothing and it can save you a ton of money too so if time and money was holding you back from starting a podcast tools like chad gpt and soon to be google bard uh, they'll streamline your workflow and make it much, much easier. So take advantage of the opportunity, jump out there, create a podcast specifically for your audience, for your business to accomplish your goals. And you'll see the success that you're looking for. Totally awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us, brother. And, and uh, none of these people are sponsors of the show. We don't have any sponsors on here, but I will tell you, if you haven't played with the script uh, and their AI stuff, yeah. it's pretty freaking sick, especially for podcasters. So, so but yep. dude, thanks for hanging out with us, my friend. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. All right. That was fun. I knew it was uh, going to be that, you know, Larry's just a good dude, man. Uh, I love hanging out with him and freaking I love just in general uh, his thoughts and, and his idea behind original content is so aligned with how we continue to try and show up every day. Yeah, I, I he drops so many takeaways in his interview I, it's, it's hard for me to figure out which one i like the best but you know i really like the whole concept that we were talking about you integrating the video and the youtube with with your podcast and and i think you know i think that's really key a lot of people are just like well that's not you know they're, they're still stuck in the well a podcast is just audio like well no, that's not how people consume anymore. That was that was great when that was what the technology was, but now everyone's you know wanting more, and ha you know his thoughts on how you actually utilize that effectively, I, I thought was is you know is key, and it's something that you have to think about if you're going to have a podcast. You know how are we doing video? How are we utilizing the content from the podcast in other ways? It's not just oh I made a podcast now it's aired. Uh, all right, now I'm going to work on the next one. I was like, no, you now you have to do stuff with all that content. And, uh, you know, that's that's really key. Otherwise, you're going through a bunch of actions, putting a ton of work into stuff and not actually getting you the real value of, of your work. Yeah. And you can tell he's just into this. Yeah. So, so podcasting isn't like some hobby. I mean, this, he's all in on this. Oh yeah. yeah. He is totally all, all about the podcast thing. You, that, that came across really evident. 
you know, um, and one thing that I don't think we got a chance to ask Larry at the very end of this, uh, uh, how do people get in touch with him? So I want to make sure people know. So uh, if you want to follow Larry and all the things he's up to, just go to readilyrandom.com. Uh, and you can find all of his links to all of his social media, all the thing. And the dude's getting on stage a ridiculous amount of times. I mean, there's not a podcasting conference. I don't think that's happening that he's not on the stage, you know, sharing some of the latest, greatest and some of the new things coming out. I mean, he just did. I think it was that podcast movement, the whole thing on chat. Yep. GPT, you know, um, but he's he's a great dude. He sponsored the Badass Business Summit for us last year. And. You know, I'm I'm stoked to always have them around. So uh, go hope you guys enjoyed it. So if you guys do us a favor, if you got any value out of this one or any other episode, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please, you know, subscribe, ring the bell and share these episodes out with one other person that mean the world to us. And as always, love you, mean it. See you. Bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.